Hello, everyone. I just want to say welcome to the DotCast. Hey, hey, hey. Everybody in the place to be. You're now tuned to the sounds of the D.O.T. I said everybody in the place to be. You're now tuned to the sounds of the D.O.T. The DotCast. Say it with me, DotCast. Hey, yo, the DotCast. Hey, yo. Hey yo, the DuckCast. Hey yo, check it out one time. Everybody in the place to be. You're now tuned to the sounds of the DOT. Hey, and if you're ready to rock with me, then throw your hands in the air. But guess I can't see. Can't see if your hands in the air. But it's all good. Feel me? What is this? The DuckCast? Hey yo, say hey yo, the DuckCast. Hey yo, say hey yo, say fade it out one time, one time for your mind, fade it out one time, one time for your mind, fade it out one time, one time for your mind, fade it out one time, one time for your mind, fade it out like one time for your mind, fade it out like one time for your mind, fade it out like fade it out like one time for your mind. What's up, everybody? My name is Dot. Dot is the name, also known as Dre. And this right here is the dot cast. Um, for those that don't know, I'm a producer. I like to produce music. I do a lot of hip hop. Um, yeah, I do samples. I do stuff without samples, but I'm a producer, which means I make music. I make beats. I compose things, songs, music. I'm heavily into music. And this is my podcast where I like to talk about my journey through music. Just the things that I pick up um, in production, stuff like that. Um, but uh, the another thing that I love to do is make beat tapes. And speaking of beat tapes, today's episode is brought to you by my beat tape, Switch. And the lovely song that we just heard in the beginning of this, which is called Too Dark, is a track that is on that beat tape called Switch. Now, that beat tape called Switch with that track Too Dark on it. If you happen to like what you heard, you can go. Check this out. You can go to my Bandcamp. Okay? You can just go to Bandcamp, the website Bandcamp. Type in that is the name. And you should find that beat tape along with the rest of my discography on there. But also... Let's say you have Apple Music or Spotify or Tidal or Pandora or Google Play or Amazon, whatever music thing they got, a streaming service. You can also type in that is the name on that stream streaming service and you'll be able to hear this song on this album with the rest of on this beat tape with the rest of the beats on it and a good portion of my discography on there as well. And when I say discography, I mean just my catalog of beat tapes. Yes. So, how about that? That was pretty good. That was pretty good timing. Okay. Glad we got to keep it like that. So, since I am a producer and I like to talk about all things production... You know, music producer, beat-wise, and stuff like that. Um, On today's episode of the Dot Cast, in my little notebook right here, Um, what did I title this? I don't really have a title for it, or maybe I do. 
but I guess it's called changing your method. That's what I wrote down. And when I say method, I mean like uh, formula. Like as far as like you being a producer, Rocket. Let me talk about me. As far as me being a producer, um, you know when you kind of get into things, sometimes I want to say sometimes I just say for me, um, I develop like a I develop like certain habits in my production when I start to make beats, and you know depending on like what I'm doing at the time the time period the time frame when I'm uh making beats I may follow like you know I have certain habits or certain patterns like when I make beats I might do things a certain way maybe do things in like a certain order right um but then I found like over time those things change the patterns change, the order changes, the method that I make beats. It, it has changed many times over the years that I've been producing. And I just think it's kind of cool, like, when I think back on what I used to do um, and what I don't do now, the things that I do now, um, the slight changes that I made, um, you know, depending on the actual project that I'm working on I may have a method that that I just do for a project or um yeah I think I kind of lost it for a second but yeah I just I just realized over time I've changed my method I've changed my style and like how I produce right so I just want to like go through like some of the the ways I used to produce to kind of like how I did now, you know, the, to see like the, the change, which is like something I noticed recently when I was like making a beat. And, um, I noticed that like, so recently I was just like, dang, um, sometimes like when you get new, new information on something or you may learn how to use something, you may, um, like I could say, like I was looking like for a tutorial and I figured out like a different way to sample on machine. And like I started using that method, but, you know, and that wasn't that long ago. So. But this also go ties into like what I said before, when you have tools in your toolbox, this is another set of tools that you can have in your toolbox. where You have like different formulas on how you produce beats and how you start how you finish how you structure your beats or just the way you what am I trying to say not necessarily structure but just like the way you like decide to put your beats together you know like the order and stuff like that but you might find that maybe for a certain genre a certain method works a, a, a better way than another one which would, you know, make it like a tool. So you say, like, if I'm working with an artist, I'm going to do like this. If I'm going to do an instrumental, I'm going to do like this. Or let's say you have different um, different hardware, different software. You work on different programs. Because I like to use machine and I like to use logic. So if I maybe do the same thing, like if I sample on machine, I might do it this way. And if I sample on logic, I might 
do with this. I mean, it's going to be different anyway, but, you know. Well, let me kind of get into what I'm talking about, right? So, the first thing I got here in my little trusty notebook is um talking about, like, Pro Tools. And what did I used to use? Cubase. That's, like, what I started with when I started working on my own. And Pro Tools. So, way back, way, way, way back, like, when I first started, I had, like, a sampler. And I had um, Pro Tools. Actually, I started with, like, Cubase. Um, so like Cubase and, and then I went to, to Pro Tools, but what I did was, I guess I could start with like Pro Tools because they had like actual, uh, you know, like stock sounds within the, um, program. But when it came to drums, when it came to drums, I loved the drums that was on my sampler. Which at the time, what is my first sampler? I got the Electribe MK2. I think that's what it's called. Korg. Um, I love those drums. That was the one thing. One of the at that time, I was like, these are actual hard hip hop drums. Like everything I was using before, programs, uh, keyboards, it was like these generic hip hop drums. But on this sampler, they had something that was like nice. But um, what I would do is I would make my beats on the sampler and then I would transfer it over to Pro Tools. So like my method was with that or it, it okay, it kind of depends on what I was working with. If I had see at that time I had analog keyboards and just had my keyboards, I wasn't using plugins. So, cause I just didn't want to mess with MIDI for some reason. I thought it was this was this hard thing, and I just didn't do MIDI. I just would plug the audio into my interface, um, like the keyboard or whatever, and I would um, I would put the uh, I would record the keyboard on there, you know, or the drums or or the sampler on there, whatever. But, like, when I talk about, like, method, I think back then, and I was real, I think my prized possession, my prized possession, or one of my best um, skills or techniques that I would do was being able to make hip-hop beats with synthesizers. So I would do that a lot. Um, I think This is even before I had a sampler. I think I just had the, I had the keyboard first, QS7. Alesis. Um, but what I would do is I would I would play first. Like I think I would I would play like a melody, either like a bass line or you know a, a lead or something. I would play the melody, I'll get the melody in my head and I would play it out to whatever. Then I would go to my sampler and try to and make a drum pattern to the melody. Then after I did that, I make this um I make the drum pattern on the sampler and then transfer it to the program, transfer it to Pro Tools where the uh whatever melody I came up with first. Then I would layer it and add more instruments to it, like a bass line or other synths or 
whatever. So when it came to like making original beats, like no samples, and I was using like keyboards, that would be what I would do. Like I would start with a melody, do the melody first, then do the drums and then layer on top of it. Right. So it's just funny because I remember somebody, you know, like I think it was quite a quite some quite some time after this but i started to find out i think that a lot of people started with their drums but i was a little bit different i was starting with my melody first and um i can't really remember i don't think i would go back and change it i think i played it pretty good and had the the drums on there um match pretty good maybe i would go back and change the melody after i put the drums down but can't quite remember but yeah I, I kind of found that I thought um, maybe I was a little bit different because I actually didn't start with the drums at that time. So that was just kind of my method back then. Melody, drums, and layer, right? Um. Now. It might have changed when I got, I think when I did BKS1 and I was on Logic, that changed a little bit and I decided to do the drums first and then do, and then layer it. You know, I'd figure out whatever, maybe I like would get a sound first, maybe, you know, I can't even record that either. Oh man. But the the ooh that was loud. But there was a point where I did decide to I was deciding to do the drums first. But how I started, I do the melody first, which I thought was kind of unique because I didn't really hear of like any other producers doing that, right? So that there's one type of an example of like a method that I that I did. This is way back in the day. Um, something more modern would be how I would use or how I use machine. And I still kind of use it this way, but I guess the main way, like when I started using machine, what I would do is I would, and mainly, mainly for machine, I'm talking about samples. So we going into like a sample formula. What I would do is I would get my sample and I would chop my sample and then I would rearrange my chops to get the main part of the beat, you know, the melody, the beat or whatever. Excuse me. I think I don't really do these at night. So, you know, just excuse me just in case I yawn every now and then. But but I'm here. I got you guys got my attention for I'm, I'm into this and 100 percent. So like I was saying, when I started with machine, what I would do is I would sample, I would give my sample, chop my sample, and then I guess pad out my sample, like program my sample, however I wanted it to go. And then I would add my drums, right? Simple. It's kind of like how I started. Start with the melody, then add drums. Start with my sample, then add drums to the sample, right? 
one thing I do want to mention though is like way even like way back when when I said like my strongest point was like making hip hop beats with like synth sounds like from keyboards one of my weakest points I thought was my drums well I know it was my drums like my drums weren't really that crazy back then I say like they that crazy now but I'm a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot say it again a lot better with my drums now than i was back in the day so much better when it comes to drums so um i think i was going somewhere with that but i said a lot like 50 times anyway um since i what would I say the method that I started with? I chop, I get the sample, chop the sample, program the sample, and then do drums. Now, and I seen this um, on it was an interview with it might have been the Russian roulette with um, Apollo Brown, and one thing I saw him do was a little bit different, and this is what I began to do. I can't remember if he's the reason why I did it. I know I saw him do this first and then I tried it or if I just tried it. But he's he's a legend. So I'm going to just give him the props anyway and just say, you know, it definitely probably inspired me. So I probably did do it because of him. But what he did on this. What was that? Oh, I almost got scared for a minute. I hope y'all didn't, hope y'all didn't see the fright in my eyes. Um. What he did was, is he would get his sample and he would chop his sample and then do his drums, right? Chop, just chop, just get the chops that you want. You get your sample, just get the chops that you want. You know, you say you got 16 pads, so I got 16 different chops on here. Boom. Then, um, make your drum pattern. Get your drum, whatever. You know, if you're going to chop a breakbeat or you're going to use, you know, stock drums or, you know, a, a drum kit or, you know, whatever. But you program your drums. And then after you get your drums, you start messing around with your sample and then, like, come up with something for your uh, melody piece with the sample. So... I started to do that, and there was, I think I got something in my eye. Dang, it's just a lot going on tonight. Um, so when I would uh, do the, hold on. Okay, I think, I think we good. Okay, sorry about that, y'all. So I started to use that method too. And um, I started, I use it a lot, even to this day. I really think now when I sample, I, I do the same thing and I've stuck to that formula for quite some time and I'm still doing doing it currently. Um, I just find after you chop your sample, you know, that kind of helps you with your drums, not programming your sample, but just do the chops. And then you just have your sounds of what you want. 
that'll kind of give you a direction of where you want your drums to go. And that, you know, there could be the deciding factor of whether you choose a breakbeat, whether you just choose like regular drums or, you know, whatever. So then you, you just do, or it just works in a way where you just say, okay, I got this one. I got my chops already. I, I want the drums to sound like this. And then, um, so you, you kind of get those one of, one of those two things. I'll just say I do. I get one of those two things where I want the drums to sound a certain way or I kind of let how to sample the chops that I do use dictate how I want the drums to go, right? So I guess it would be like, let me get my colors first and then, you know, then let me get my canvas, get my canvas, dust the drums, and then let me start painting. That was a bad analogy. So I ain't going to bleep none of this out, but disregard that. That was a bad analogy. Unless somebody was like, yo, that sounds kind of brilliant. Then thank you. If you thought that was a good analogy, but I think that was a bad analogy. Anyway, um, I find that when you, what was I saying about making the, letting the sample dictate your drums, or if you just have, you have a, you make a drum pattern in your mind, then, okay, let me, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is maybe it'll make, you'll make the beat the way you wanted it to sound, the way you want the sample to sound, right? I guess I should back that up a little bit. Um, pause. Uh, when you, when you, when you make the drums a certain way, then you'll make the, you'll, um, program your chops a certain way to match your drums. That's what I'm trying to say. So I guess it kind of, they kind of play on each other, like depending on whichever you pick first, if you were to do, um, do the samples first, you might direct your drums to what your sample was. But if you do the drums first, you'll direct your sample to how the drums sound. Um, but yeah, that method I use a lot now, which is get my sample, chop my sample, then decide how I want my drums to go, whether it's just off the cuff or it's me, um, using the sample as a reference. That's the word I should have used, a reference. Using the sample as a reference to how I want the drums to sound. But then I'll program my drums and then I'll play around I'll play around with the sample on top of the drums. You know, just come up with like different patterns and, you know, while the drums are playing, then I'll just keep pressing pads until I figure out the right combination of, you know, how I chopped the sample to make it go. And then it goes. You feel me? But yeah, that that is a, a great method that I use now. The chop drum chop. I don't know. Chop drum chop. The chop drum chop. Or chop break tr- chop. Drop chop chop drum chop. <laughs> the chippity chop the chop 
Chop drum, chops, break, chop, chops, chopping. We chopping it up in here. We chefing it up. We cooking, chop, 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 chop. I love chopping samples. And for all the people who love chopping samples, we are great. For all of us who chop samples, we are great. That's it. Greatness. Yeah. So I, ho- I hope y'all 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 caught that what I was talking about. Um. And I guess the third way I guess I want to say the method is actually a method that I use that I wrote down here. A method that I use for my beat tape VKS3. And this was just a simple method, right? I said for this beat tape, what I am going to do is I'm going to take break beats. I'm going to chop break beats and make, you know, the the drum pattern. But they're all going to be break beats. No stock drums or nothing like that. I'm just going to chop the break beat, make a pattern. Then I'm going to get on my analog keyboards and layer it and make a beat like that. And that was that's an example of like a formula that I did for a project. So it was just like a certain time frame where all the beats that I made were just like this. But I did it for like a certain reason. It wasn't just because I was making beats. I was making beats for a project and I came up with a formula You know, I wanted to see if I could execute this formula um, 15 times over, but make it sound different. Kind of, you know, using the same formula, same format, but make it sound different. Do it 15 times. And a result, the result of that is my beat tape, BKS series, chapter three, which also you can go on bandcamp.com, type in dot is the name search. And there you go. It's in my discography. Or you can also go to your favorite digital service platform, Apple Music, Title, Spotify, whatever, and listen to BKS series, chapter three on there as well. You can see what I'm talking about when I said I started with a baseline. Uh, no, that's not that's not what I started with. I started with a break beat. I chopped up the break beat, made me a, a drum pattern from the break beat, and then I went on my analog keyboards, which I have four. What are the four I have? The Yamaha ES E90 90. I can't remember. I got a Yamaha. I got the the Micro Korg. Got the Korg Radius, and I have the QS7 Alesis. And, um, you know, I, I, I would just use one keyboard per song. So every every song, the, the sounds are from one keyboard at a time. You know, I didn't, like, I had, I had an idea that I was going to, like, you know, use different sounds from different keyboards, but that was going to be too much. There's too much unplugging. And, you know, I didn't have like everything set up like that. So I just decided to use one keyboard for each song. That That's a part of the method too. You know, that, that I guess that that's the theme of the tape, but that's the, the part, part of the method as well. It's just using one keyboard per beat. And, um, yeah. That's an example of a method that I did for just a project and every beat that I made, you know, during that time was just strictly for that project. I, I, that's when I started and I finished just like that. Yeah. 
So those are my three of my methods. And it's just kind of funny looking back at the evolution and how like things have changed, how I started to make beats one way. But as you get older and as you get more knowledge and get more information, you might change up the way you do your beats, whether it's for productivity, whether it's for quality, whether it's for quantity, like the methods might change, you know, whether it's just for a project, you want to do a certain project this way, whether a certain artist wants it a certain way or whatever. But every method could is, is just a different tool or it could be a stepping stone because there's certain things that I don't usually that I don't necessarily do that I did in the past. But doing it in the past, it got me to where I'm at you know, for better, for worse, whether I was like, this is trash. Why, why am I doing it like this? I could, this is so much easier. Or whether it was like, I take a piece from something that I did in the past and applied it a different way. And now I do it and it works out better for me. Oh, and just like a, for like a bonus one, I guess a bonus method. Some people might already know this. Maybe some people don't know this, but it's the old memo method. Where, and this is great for ideas, if you have an idea of a beat in your head, like you can hear the beat in your head, you can hear the drum pattern in your head, or you you, you make a certain drum pattern that you want, but you want to make sure you remember it, remember it because at the current time, you may not be in front of your equipment. You're not always in front of your equipment. Maybe most of the time, maybe 90 to 99% of the time time but sometimes you're not with your equipment but if you have your phone you know you got some kind of quiet space and you can do it you can beatbox your drum pattern you can hum your melody you can just you can talk you know tell what instruments you want you could say this is the sample but the memos is it memos um hold on what is it called not the memo the, yeah, yeah, it is. The voice memo. I got an iPhone, so. But every phone has this, I'm pretty sure. But the voice memos is a great method when it comes to making beats. Because usually what I find, what I do in my voice memo, in my head, it sounds crazy. And, you know, my voice memo is just like a skeleton of it. But what I finish usually it sounds way better than what I originally imagined in my head. That happens like 99% of the time time. But yeah, that voice memo method is, it's, it's a jewel, you know, for so many reasons, just so you don't forget. Um, and, uh, just the things that you come up with, you, you kind of see how like create creative you are when you do these memos and when you beatbox these drum patterns and you know, these, these little things and you hum these certain melodies and plus I think the, it's very rewarding the process from a voice memo to an actual beat, very rewarding hearing something that you had a skeleton. It was, it's an idea. And then for you to turn it into a production that is just that exceeds your expectations from the original idea that you had. It's a great feeling. That's success. Yeah.
the voice memo method. So I think that's all, folks. I'm I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, I had those couple of methods. And if you don't use any of those, I would say give them a shot, especially like if you've seen them, if you run into trouble where you get producers blocked and you can't come up with anything, it's always good to try something different. Maybe one of these methods you can use will be really cool is um this should be will be up on youtube or i gotta stream it as well but if you could let me know what method you use let me give me some inspiration y'all facts can, can we just have, have an even exchange maybe i gave y'all something that that you haven't tried before and you could definitely give me something that that you do you know with your samples or, or with your drums or a certain kind of order and like why you do it that would be dope if you could let me know in the comment the comment section wherever we, wherever you at wherever you listening to this at and you got a comment section let me know what your method is you know what i'm saying wherever you listening to this at and you got a like button like it wherever you listening to this at and you got a share button if you want to go ahead and share it you know what i'm saying but if, if you can comment, that'll be dope. I love comments because I can engage in conversation. Now, when it comes to YouTube, I still got to get better at checking my comments. Because I'm usually on Instagram. Instagram is at dot is the name. YouTube is dot is the name. Just just for anybody who wants to follow. Go right ahead. TikTok is dot is the name. I got to put more stuff there. But if you want to follow, if you like what I'm doing, you to support what I'm doing, your first time hearing me, and you want to get to know me a little bit better, definitely go on my Instagram. You're going to get to know me, fam. You feel me? And, um, you know, if you like if you like the music, just at me. Dot is the name. You know, <coughs> excuse me, pretty much everywhere you go. YouTube, that is the name. Bandcamp, that is the name. Streaming. That is the name. Instagram, all one word. That is the name. TikTok, all one word. That is the name. And uh, yeah, I'm going to keep this thing going and keep this thing moving. So, like I said before, I hope you got some sort of value out of it. And um, what happened? Okay. Like I said, I hope you got some sort of value out of it. And um, please comment if you would like to. That'd be dope. You know, I like to start conversations. But get ideas. I like to get ideas. So just let me know what type of method you guys use for beats. Oh, I'm getting tired out here. You can see it in my eyes. And I'm getting tired. So I'm going to retire for the night. Um, I appreciate you listening for, you know, wherever you are. I'm grateful and thankful for every single listen that I get. Very appreciative. I'm one very appreciative person. And um, I'm about to go to sleep. So I hope everybody here has a good night. Uh, stay out of trouble. Um, have a good morning when you wake up. And uh, be nice to each other. Stay safe. And don't ever stop making music. I like that. We're going to end it there. All right, y'all. Peace.